0: Lord be with you. Good morning uh, to one and all, and welcome to worship today. If you are here visiting with us, whether it's for the first time or uh, for several times, we're sure glad you're with us. And uh, we have a sense by the end of worship, you'll get um, more of a sense of who we are as a faith community here, and that is because worship is so central to who we are that we gather around a living word that speaks to us and um, creates within us and also an opportunity to be able to do that together. So um, we know and uh, we gather together that that message comes to us individually and as a community and that's worth celebrating. We're in the Gospel of Mark and um, dun-da-da, the transfiguration of Jesus. Um, If you don't have it figured out, I'm telling you I don't either. But we're going to dwell in it and explore and ask some good questions. And um, I think we'll be at a better place at the end of the worship because God is up to something in that story indeed. So, again, thank you for being here. Good to see you. And please stand as we sing together. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, the maker of heaven and earth, the word made flesh, the Lord, the giver of life. Amen. Let us now come into the light of Christ, confessing our need for God's mercy. We'll take a few moments of silence in this sacred space for our own personal confession. God of peace, we confess that we are not at peace with others or with ourselves. We bring to you all that tears us apart, discord in our families, violence in our world, our own conflicted hearts. In your mercy, mend us, reconnect us to one another and to you. Let peace reign over all the earth, through the Prince of Peace, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the word who has come down to dwell with us, God has given us grace upon grace, forgiveness that is stronger than our sins, love that can heal every broken heart. Hear this word of God's pardon and peace. In the name of Jesus, our Savior, we are free from all our sins. Rise, shine, for our light has come. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
1: In peace, let us pray to the Lord. And for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord, Lord of mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord.
0: Please be seated now for the reading of God's word.
2: The reading this morning is taken from Mark chapter 9, verse 2 through 8. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up the high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, is it good for us to be here? Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. This is the word of God.
0: Thanks, Thanks, Marilyn. I just want to note today um, that uh, we've had a tough week here at Mount Olivet. Um, Some changes were made on staff, and we're going to have an opportunity to talk about that at the annual meeting. But I bring that up because we gather each and every week through uh, the disruptions and difficulties in our lives, as well as um, the joys that are going on, and trusting in a living word that speaks to us, and also gathering around those things where we know God will show up in bread and wine and with water uh, with his grace. And so that's who we are as a community and that's who we will always be and we give thanks for that. Um, Those amazing gifts of God that come in all aspects of our lives. Let's pray. Gracious God, uh, speak to us today. Uh, May we see and feel and experience a presence of something that we know is beyond uh, who we can be on our own. And maybe most especially today, help us notice you in the world, in things that we don't expect you to be in, because that is where you make yourself known, and um, that is a new angle that we need to see. Open our hearts, our minds, and our lives now to the power of your word. Amen. I remember going to a Christmas party with Randy, my husband Randy, during my senior year of seminary. And some of my seminary classmates were there, and the conversation quickly turned to church talk. About 30 minutes after that, Randy came up and whispered in my ear, I'm ready to go, Beth. It's time to get back to reality. Now, I understood what Randy was conveying to me that night. And I feel it when I hear the story of the transfiguration of Jesus. Now, imagine if this was the first story that you have ever heard about Jesus. Jesus on a mountaintop hanging out with the prophets Elijah and Moses... His clothes become dazzling white, and then we hear God bellowing from the clouds, saying to the few, "This is my son with whom I'm well pleased." Listen to him." And then the, Jesus telling his disciples who are there not to say anything about what just happened. It's a really strange story and it can seem out of touch with reality, and I would gather to say that most of us probably cannot relate to such a moment. We can't, however, miss all the questions that this story brings forth. We can't move on without asking, what does this story have to tell us? How does this story change us? So, as I've been wrestling with all of this this week, some words popped back into my head, words that I heard a few years ago from Mount Olivet member Jill Smith. Jill is a clinical social worker and now a supervisor at an adolescent treatment center. And Jill came and spoke to small group leaders who work with kids about her own work with kids, and she shared these words to us that night. She said, In everything I say and do with kids, I simply hold these words. I see you, and I like what I see. Jill went on to explain, and I quote, I call it seeing with better eyes and hearing with better ears. It's shifting from looking at what a child is doing as behavior that needs to be controlled to understanding what what symptoms need to be explored. So when the teenager yells at their parents about controlling their lives, instead, we see a kid who is scared of being out of control and on their own. In looking at it through different eyes, a changed perspective, we find ourselves able to embrace each other in our brokenness, and our eyes are open to see the beauty that God has created in each of us." End of quote. Now, I cannot explain what the Transfiguration is, and I don't really understand everything there is about this story, but I know there is something here that does not stay on a mountaintop but is meant to come into reality and into our lives right now. And as I think about Jill's words, I wonder if those words are what God is saying to Jesus. God is saying to Jesus, I'm going to make you look all shiny and white because I see you and I like what I see. I want you to be visible. I want people to see you and I want my love to shine through you. Now, I'm not sure if Jesus needed those words of affirmation, but he certainly had had some bad days up to that point. People doubting him, disregarding him, rejecting him. He was busier than busy with how hardly a moment of rest. And when you think about this more, Jesus' whole ministry was simply about finding people who the world had forgotten and abandoned, and his words and actions would convey those words. I see you, and I like what I see. In his words and actions, Jesus would convey, I want you to be visible, I want people to see you, I want my love to show through you. Almost as if, the world sees fishermen named Simon, Andrew, James, and John. Jesus sees those men as the ones who will carry God's message in the world. The world sees a possessed man chained up to keep him apart from others. And Jesus sees a man with a purpose and a calling. The world sees a begging leper... And Jesus sees a man who will bring people together through his healing. The world hardly notices a widow dropping two coins in the offering. Jesus sees her giving of her whole self. And eventually, the world would see a man, Jesus, dead on a cross, end of story. But God sees a place for resurrection, a new story. Now, in about every story in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus tells people after a life changing moment of healing or insight or forgiveness don't tell anybody. But I certainly know we are not meant to be confused or paralyzed by this transfiguration story, but no that this speaks to us in in this moment as individuals and as a church there is both a promise and a call in this story first the promise god says to each of us i see you and i like what i see i have created you i have called you by name and you are mine there is more to you than what the world sees God says to us, you have a unique purpose and calling and it's meant to shine and nothing in this world can separate you from the love I have for you. Now that is good news. And secondly, we are called to notice God in the world and often this can come through other people. Where will God be made known for you today? He is meant to be accessible and visible, but not always in the people and the places we expect. As Jill said, in looking at it through different eyes and a changed perspective, we find ourselves able to embrace each other in our brokenness, and our eyes are open to see the beauty that God has created in each of us. These unexpected, dazzling moments are bread for our weary souls, nour- nourishing us each day, and it can disrupt our life with hope. So today, where will your eyes be open? Where will your heart be changed to see a new angle of vision? Will it be in your spouse? your kids, your co-worker, your conversations with fellow Mount Olivet members. So today, where will your eyes be open, your heart changed, to see a new perspective in this year ahead, in a change at hand, in the disregard, the doubt, and the fears of this world? God is near. And he's here. And in so, he wants not only to be seen in lofty ways, but in the midst of what we experience each and every day. God sees the world, and he likes what he sees. May we all see with new eyes and a changed heart to notice the same around us. May this be so. Amen. Please stand as we sing. Now, after hearing the power of God's story revealed in our lives today, we confess our faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. And now may the peace of the Lord be with you all. Let's share and extend that peace to those around us. you may be seated the It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. By the leading of a star, he was shown forth to all the nations. In the waters of the Jordan, you proclaimed him your beloved son. And in the miracle of water turned to wine, he has revealed your glory. And so with all the choirs of angels and with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join in their unending hymn. We pray now together the prayer our lord jesus taught us to pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You're all welcome and invited and called to the Lord's table, both young and old alike. And today, know that God's grace in, with, and under the bread and the wine is a promise that God sees you. And he says, I see you and I like what I see. And he also calls us into a new perspective, a new angle of looking at people in the world for us to do the same, to be able to see differently and to see God at work through them. Uh, Please come forward now. The feast is prepared.
3: That I could show you. I wish that I could show you. I wish that I could show you, I wish that I could show you the astonishing light of your being.
0: And now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. And now let us respond to receiving God's gifts to us by offering our gifts to God. It's time for the offering today, and I want to make a note, it's time for a noisy offering as we are collecting coins for PRISM, our social service agency, so they can buy some perishable goods for families around our neighborhoods. And if you are here, and you could help us out, and you are young or young at heart, Summer Anthony here has some um, little cans so you can go around and collect the change, and we can make a lot of good noise about all the love um, that we are giving and sharing in the world. Way to go, Emma. Thank you. That was an original song by our own Andrea Sorum, and she's got a concert coming up we're going to talk about in the announcements, but thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, We are going to pray now and here at Mount Olivet, uh, prayers of the people include all of us, and we gather around God's presence, his promise, and his light in our lives and in the world, and uh, we have the opportunity to speak those things that are on our hearts, and if you don't want to speak them, You think them, um, but if you do speak them, uh, your whole community uh, will gather around you. And when we do that, we find uh, similarities in our life stories, compassion. Uh, We hear things that maybe we haven't heard. And and most of all, we trust in a God who hears us and uh, who will continue to speak and reveal himself in how those prayers will be answered. And um, it's powerful to be able to share this time as a community. So Um, I will start us off, and then I look to all of you uh, to name those prayers on your hearts. Let's pray. Uh, God of reality today, uh, thank you for that good news that we hear, um, that you are so invested and entrenched and enmeshed in this world, uh, that you choose to make yourselves known in um, of the messy things that we don't always expect our God to be about. And uh, today we hear a clear message um, that you shone forth and proclaimed in Jesus in this story, that you see Jesus and you like what you see, and that he was about this in this world, and we each hold uh, that promise that you have gifted us, and we pray today To be able to see in a way that you see, to the best of our ability, to tilt our head a little bit, to open our heart, to see a new perspective or a new angle in this world, most especially through people. And uh, for this new angle and for a changed heart, we give you thanks, Lord, in your mercy. What prayers do you have today? Yeah, hi, Fred. Everybody says hi, Fred. Um, Fred, we've been praying for you when you haven't been here, and we pray for you when you are here, uh, for this journey that you are on, um, for a community that surrounds you in love, for your family that's sitting next to you, and uh, for you to take each day as it comes, trusting in that marvelous promise of God that he is always with you uh, leading the way, and you're teaching us that as well. Lord in your mercy. I head
2: to Alaska
0: this week and back home. Oh my gosh. Allison, traveling mercies for you. That's a big trip. Heading to Alaska this week and then back home. And for Peter and Emma, are you staying here or are you going with? You're staying here. So safe travels to you, Allison, to come back to your family and to us. Lord, in your mercy. Norm is praying today that he may be reconciled uh, with his son, and we join you with that prayer, Norm. Lord, in your mercy. With all the Super Bowl parties and the weather that's supposed to turn nasty,
2: pray to everybody traveling to and from.
0: Yeah, just for safe travel on a a big Sunday. In many ways, that people are safe and uh, notice each other, and. uh, that we may all can be a part of that to the best of our abilities. Lord in your mercy. Yeah. Jan for my sister was struggling with surgery in November. For Jan's sister Kathy, knee surgery earlier in November and now struggling. Um with uh, the after impacts of that with pain medication. And uh, Jan, for you and your entire family and a community um, to come close to Kathy, uh, for her to be made whole in every way. Lord, in your mercy. Uh, Vicki voices a prayer of all of our hearts Uh, for Mount Olivet is uh, we are impacted um, by the changes that have taken place this week and uh, we pray for um, full and truthful conversation to be in relationship with each other and um, to really trust in a God who is near and close to us in the midst of times that are our most difficult and also times that are most steady. And um, that is a gift that we have as a community of faith that we always and forever go back to that promise um, and know that His power is greater than our in human capacity and will lead the way. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Into your hands, O oh Lord, we commend all for whom we pray now, trusting in your mercy, your grace, and your light. Amen. All right, I actually have um, kind of a a potpourri of things uh, for all of us today. The first is this. If your caller ID on your telephone um, this week shows Mount Olivet Lutheran Church of Plymouth, please pick it up because it's um, our young people who will be missionaries this summer going to various places, and they always reach out to their community and say, would you be able to... Um, help us out financially and with prayer, to buy a little uh, piece of youth stock that will help them on their way, and engage them in conversation. Ask them where they're going, um, because they would love to talk to you more about that. And then Wednesday, Ash Wednesday here at Mount Olivet, we have two services, a 6 o'clock service, which is more of a contemporary service, and then a 7 o'clock service, which is more traditional uh, with organ. And uh, we are beginning our season of Lent already, and that will happen on Wednesday, a very meaningful time of worship and the imposition of ashes on our forehead, to remember um, that we are dust, and to dust we shall return, naming the brokenness of who we are and God's promise, even in that ash and brokenness, to be our God. Um, As I mentioned, Andrea, you have a concert coming up, is it this Saturday, or this Friday? Um, Our Higher Grounds, um, which is a mission and a wonderful community opportunity here at Mount Olivet that we have on a regular basis to support support various partnerships. And we have our own Andrea Sorum here. Um, And this is a big deal. We're really excited. And so uh, you can purchase tickets for that. And uh, so we get to see you Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. All right. We got it down. We got it down. And then... After the service in the fireside uh, room over here, the Mount Olivet Church Council is just going to be there having coffee, so as you have coffee today and you want to chat with those fine folks, uh, they will be around to do that, and then our annual meeting, as I mentioned before, will be after our second service, so right around 12 o'clock, once we get a little coffee and a little snack, come back here in the worship center for that, And then um, last but not least, I want to say a warm welcome to Pastor Hans Lee, who is with us today, and um, Pastor Hans will be joining us tomorrow as our interim senior pastor. Great to have you here, Um, just worshiping, and he's going to be up front with me on Wednesday, preaching on Sunday, and then next Sunday uh, during our community hour, Pastor Hans Uh, said he'd love to make himself available for any questions, to tell a little bit more about your story. And uh, we're just so grateful that you're going to be leading with us, and it's great to see you today. All right. Lots of good stuff. Lots of real stuff. And I invite you now to stand as we close in song. (laughs) One last announcement, and that's that uh, the flowers here um, in the chancel area were given by Jean Bristol in honor and memory of Stu today. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace and serve the Lord.